In business and life, relationships are everything. Welcome to the People Catalyst Podcast, where we interview top business leaders and learn how they build relationships with their teams, clients, and those that promote and refer them. Here's your host, business trainer and leader of the People Catalyst team, Carla Nelson. Rich Parsons served the United States for 27 years as an Air Force senior leader and program manager. He started in civil engineering and quickly moved up to be an instructor for everything from dealing with chemical attacks to how to be an effective supervisor. He also taught leadership and communication at the Community College of the Air Force. He then moved up to be a senior technical trainer and development manager. Rich finished out his Air Force career as the superintendent for over 400 airmen. He has continued his devotion to receiving and giving training and is now a certified TEDx speaker coach and certified speaker and trainer with the John Maxwell team. And welcome to the People Catalyst podcast, Rich Parsons. Hey, how you doing, Carla? <laughs> so glad to have you on the show, sir. I'm super excited about this. I'm glad we were able to connect and, and make this happen so quickly. Yeah, pretty fantastic. Somebody who's been a trainer of the Iraqi army, Afghan army, um, and worked, you were in the Air Force, right? But you worked in conjunction with Navy and Marines and all sorts of good stuff. Yep, that's correct. Yeah, it was pretty interesting experience uh, working with the other services and uh, and then having the opportunity to work directly with uh, training the Iraqi army when they were uh, coming up after um, after the transition in their country and, and then working with the Afghan uh, nationals and their army as well has been was pretty so unique. So what brought experience. you to that place, that place, and then what brought you to working with you know, uh, professionals and CEOs and in training the outside world. Cause I love this story in regards to veterans. I mean, you guys know training to the nth degree. You're some of the best people to work with because you see the value of training and now you, you have your story and then your work and, and, and now you're bringing it to the outside world. So share with us, Rich, that whole kind of spectrum. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, I won't go back into the, the early days of joining the Air Force in 1991, but what I will do is highlight just a, a couple points along my career that really got me to to where I'm at today. And, um, you know, I'll say that I did not get anywhere in my military career and in my personal life without having uh, coaches and mentors along the way to, to help me. And I think that served as probably one of the one of the biggest highlights and one of the biggest takeaways for my career is the value of having a coach, of having somebody mm -hmm. to come alongside you, to mentor you, to get to that next level. And that's that's really what's driven me through my career. And I have one of those individuals, uh, a, a man by the name of Mike Sullivan. I met him back in the mid-90s when I was going through my first level of professional military education. And, you know, skipping forward a few years as he and, and my instructor, Richard Produsco, made an impact on me, I then later on in the early 2000s became a professional military education instructor where I was teaching leadership and human resource management and counseling skills and all this and Mike Sullivan ended up being 
our one of our leaders on the base that I was doing that. So I had yet another opportunity for him to speak into my life and to help me grow. And it was also during that time as an instructor that I got to go to Iraq and help stand up the new Iraqi army. And that was uh, very unique to say the least. Um, many people will refer to it as herding cats. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, we use that. Uh, we use that um, frequently in business. Yeah. And you can use that. Yeah, exactly. It's a pretty universal term. But yeah, so having that opportunity to train the Iraqi army and, and help set up their training battalion, that's where I worked with the other Air Force instructors, Army, Navy, Marines. And I, I became you know pretty close with each of them. And we actually taught the Army uh, professional leadership course, which I had to learn to speak Army uh, pretty quickly. But uh, some unique stories out of that that I could go into another time. But so. Well, I love that though. Speak Army. You have to tell us a little bit more about that. (laughs) So, um, having that was really my first experience working with the Army. And I had had to build some some clout there. And, you know, oftentimes the Air Force is kind of looked at as uh, (laughs) the Chair Force. Exactly. I I didn't (laughs) want to say it. But you know, you know what? Our, I'm married to somebody who's 21 years Air Force. He's uh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. And then my dad so, is 24 years Navy. So <laughs> believe me, yeah, I've so heard there's it all. definitely some definitely some differences in the services and kind of our PT and our level of I don't know exertion in that. But we always got picked on because we did a bike <laughs> test instead of a run test for the longest time. And, <laughs> So I had to prove myself one day. We were doing one of our formation runs with all the services. And uh, at the end, the last, I don't know, half mile or so, they just kind of let it be a free run. Well, I was damned and determined that I was not going to show up badly for the Air Force. And as uh, I came across the line, uh, there was a Marine, an Army, and then myself. Um, They looked around. They're like, what are you doing here? And um, (laughs) so just kind of getting some clout with those guys. And I think, and honestly, that was kind of a turning point with some of the guys like, well, maybe you guys aren't all that bad. And uh, but with our instructors that we had there, we had to learn how to communicate in a way that was consistent with the other services. And and when I speak, when I say uh, speak army, some of their lingo, some of their terms, things like that was was different. But as I found that as we were able to speak their language, it allowed us to connect with them. Mm. And that same thing applies in the business sector, in the civilian sector. When you learn to speak the language of the company and you learn the people, you're able to connect with them and help them create change and to go to that next level. So that's one of the big lessons I learned out of that was just being able to to connect on their level to be able to go to the next level. Definitely. Oh, I love that. And then also, can you share with us just a little bit, one of the things I love about our armed forces, um, all the branches, is the value of training, <laughs> right? So that's one thing that I wish in business they would, you know, like put their arms around it and go, yes, you have to practice. And so can you right. share with us, Rich, a little bit about, you know, the, your background in, you know, valuing training and needing it 
And then, right. I mean, my goodness, you trained the, uh, the Iraqi army and the Afghan army, right? Like they needed training too. So understanding the uh, branch between um, the training and the armed forces and the same, you know, logistics happen in business. Correct. Yeah. So, you know, obviously for the military uh, side of things, and I think this really, you know, it, it, this crosses all lines, but training is is a foundation is basically what it is without the foundation being there you're not able to perform at the level that you're supposed to and, and oftentimes you know people and, and i get it i i've hated training myself even when i was a trainer because we still <laughs> had to do training on how to do training. i'm gonna have to quote you on that i hated training myself yeah. even when i was a trainer that's fantastic yeah. it's true though rich right it's like it it's not like sexy or like woohoo but it's necessary yeah. it is a it is it is a necessary evil at times and but without it you know when i would go out on field exercises or i would go into you know, it's like even some of the things I would train people on, it's like, why are we doing this again? And really, the the reason we were doing it again is not because we didn't value their time and not because we didn't value, you know, whatever else it was, whatever complaint that came with it. Really, a lot of it is because we valued the ability or we valued the opportunity to increase their competence in a certain area or increase their level of safety and their ability to do something. And so with repetition and some of the training, you know, that it builds that. But, you know, at the same time, we had opportunities, as I'm sure businesses do as well, is you have to look at the value that comes out of the training and put the effort behind those things that matter most. And typically anything that involves uh, safety, um, you know, being prepared to do your job, even in difficult situations, things of that nature are, are going to get more, more focus. You know, for instance, I was in Korea for a year back in the mid 2000s. And, you know, with just the hostility and just the differences and things that go on over there, it's like, you know, at any minute, what they say is the balloon could go up. And when that happens, that's, you know, there's little time to react. So we practiced every month wearing our gear and going out and doing something related to our skill. And in my case, it was uh, airfield recovery and being able to function in a chemical environment and function in austere conditions without that training it would have, it would oh, not have been. Stress level probably goes up so much, right? Yep. So in, in corporate world, in the business sector, the training, you know, we, you may not have to practice uh, chemical warfare, but, you know, in, in some places there's, they don't do active shooter training. They don't do hostile actions or hostile worker type stuff. And, those things are critical because without it, you don't know how to react when that situation comes up. And that's why training is important and being able to understand the concepts of it and how to get that across in an effective manner. Again, it goes back to knowing the people, knowing the culture, 
and figuring out what the needs are and then meeting them so that they can be more effective as they move on to whatever. Oh, uh, that's so so critical and so absolutely fantastic. So share with us a little bit, Rich, about your war room and your boardroom. Uh-huh. I created basically a, a success floor plan. And because I know, love that war was, room, boardroom. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if anybody was, you know, curious about the the floor plan, that's something, you know, we could definitely connect on. But two of the rooms that are in there are the, the war room and the boardroom. And so what I've done with that is for those that are military minded, military affiliated, be it civilians or uh, actual military personnel, the war room is something that um, they both kind of run in a hybrid mastermind type format. But the, the reason I have them split up and they cut, kind of cover the, a lot of the same information, but it's being around like-minded people that oftentimes were able to learn more effectively and to go to that next level. So even though the like-minded people being military or military affiliated, it doesn't mean that there's not different perspectives in there. And But being able to gain those perspectives on a common ground is important. And the same thing happens in the boardroom where if you have, you know, executives or rising stars that they're wanting to move into leadership or executive positions within corporate side of things, that's a great area to have like-minded people that have business experience that can help those um, up and coming, those high potentials move to that next level. And, and really it just kind of creates a, a comfort zone to where a boardroom's not getting inundated with a bunch of military lingo and terminology that they wouldn't <laughs> understand. Yeah, and uh, acronyms, impact. right? Yep. Oh, yeah, acronyms. <laughs> it's so funny, Rich. Even today, it's like, oh, if I said it in an acronym, you know what it means, right? <laughs> yep. And that was one of my uh, one of my things that if if I was uh, the Air Force acronym king for the day one of the things i wanted to do before i got out of the service was if, if i had an opportunity to make one acronym list for the whole service i would have done that because every command every base they all had different ones and there are sometimes i don't even know what they actually mean anymore because <laughs> i'm a military <laughs> brat is it's like i know what it means but i'm not sure what the words are <laughs> right yeah, I, I liked uh, one of the commands, their philosophy a few years back was if you can find it on acronymfinder.com, it's good. Um, so there's, that's good and bad. But anyway, yeah, there's value in having uh, some commonalities and some standardization through things. Well, definitely, because you yeah. th that's where you kind of find quote unquote home. But I yep. really love the, um, you know, the boardroom, the war room, uh, and, you know, what you're doing with your mastermind groups is absolutely mm -hmm. fantastic and, and valuing, you know, coaching. And you talked about your, um, you know, coach Mike Sullivan and Richard DeBosco, and we all have these individuals. Well, we should all have these individuals in our lives, right, that help us through 
um, challenging times or trying times. And, and, I, and I'm definitely going to have to uh, uh, quote you on, I hated, uh, or I, I hated training even when I was the trainer. <laughs> that's it's so true, right? It's like, yeah. you, don't, you don't really want to do this, but it's necessary. Uh, and it's necessary to be prepared. Um, and to, you know, understand that you, you don't wait for the chemical warfare to happen. You practice before the chemical warfare happens. Yeah. I mean, and it's yeah. very, very, very fluid to business. So, okay. Where can our listeners get a hold of you, Rich? Uh, they can go out to my website, HigherCallingConsultingLLC.com. Uh, all one word, no spaces. And on there, there's uh, some information. It's uh, the biggest thing that I would point out on that is uh, there's uh, my phone number and there's also a contact me form that people can fill out to get in touch with me to learn more about uh, what I do and, and how I can bring an exceptional coaching experience to either individuals or to a, uh, a business team. Yeah. We have no doubt about that. So thanks so much for being on the show, Rich. We'll make sure that uh, information is in the show notes as well. So thank you so much, sir. Thank you for listening to the People Catalyst podcast. And remember, it's a good life.